we have to understand who we exactly are. If we don't know who we are, we can't interact with others. So that's something that is very important. And not knowing one's own emotion, it's like managing emotion. And not only managing emotions about one's own self, but managing others' emotions. Like in a, in a workplace, maybe, or in a conversation, or in, in like a real life situation. And sometimes when people are going through difficult times, you know, when people are struggling in life, when people are going through difficult times, that's a time that we need to know about our emotions and how we need to understand that how we can socially connect to others. So um, I, I, I remember my father always says like this thing that only the wearer knows where the shoe pinches. So it's, you have to understand where the shoe is pinching not only for yourself, but for others. So, Champs, I have a question. What is the difference between emotional intelligence and social intelligence, if there is a difference? Yes. Emotional intelligence is basically dealing with our emotions and dealing with and understanding the emotions of others. Social intelligence is more like interacting, how we are interacting with others, how we deal with others, how we understand people. And in order to understand people, we have to interact socially with people. And when we socially interact, we like one of the um, mystics that I follow, he says that if you know what is in the heart of someone, Rumi, this is Rumi, and he says, if you know what is in the heart of someone, it's easier for you to forgive that person. Mm -hmm. And there was one philosopher, he said, the words come from the heart, goes to the heart. So how we connect. And so in social intelligence, it's more like how we are connecting with others, how we understand the feeling and how we are socially, you know, coming at par with understanding of what's going on. So I think that's that's different. Now, it seems to me that they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Like the more, the higher int emotional intelligence that you have, the better that you will be in different social situations. And the better that you will be in social situations, the be it's probably likely because you are able to better control your emotions and also deal with those emotions of the people around you as well, correct? Sure. You see, a part of emotional intelligence is not only managing your emotions, but understanding the emotions of others. And not only understanding the emotions of others, but managing the emotions of others. Mm -hmm. And in social interactions, that's exactly what we are doing. We are trying to understand how we can help others and how we can help. Just like you and me, we are a part of like a group of Power Voice, and we always hear uh, Les Brown talking about, you know, how we can put our message across to others. Mm -hmm. That is when we are getting and increasing our circle of influence and getting into that social realm of others so that we can pass our message so that they can understand what we are talking about and emotionally connecting to these people 
so that we can you know uh, pass on our message in a way that we can change not only our lives but the lives of others mm, and that is so important absolutely so james yeah. how do if i want to know how i'm doing with my emotional and social iq is there a way to know how would i know if i'm if i'm uh, high in my emotional iq or if i'm low what what would be the best way for me to know well the the most uh, uh, easy way to understand is that how you like there is a chinese saying that how you do anything is how you do everything so if you know that in your life you're progressing in your life if you know that things that you set to achieve and you are in control of yourself in the time that we are not in control of ourselves that means that maybe there is some our emotional you know uh, uh, a situation that is not in our control or maybe sometimes when we are hyper when we are not in control you know we are just going crazy so that means we are not managing ourselves in a proper way so mm -hmm. knowing your emotion is that how how you balancing your emotion and based on that how you're keeping your thinking in the on the on the track rather than getting distracted so that is one way to know that okay you set your goals and you're focused and you know what you're doing you're not hyperactive you're not going crazy you're not getting stressed and then you have a command over your situation and no matter what whatever the circumstances may be hmm okay is there a test to check for it though like if someone wants to see you know there is like a personality test and there is an IQ for intelligence test and all of these different tests that we can you know take online to tell us a little bit more about us is there a test yeah. for emotional and social IQ yeah there there are a number of tests for that and daniel goldman is the one basically who uh worked on that a lot and he has written lots of books uh on emotional intelligence and social intelligence and i think definitely that if you go on to the internet and you just write it down you can find number of you know uh tests that talks about that how you're controlling your emotions how you're dealing with people how you are reacting to a situation and how you are proactive in a situation mm -hmm. so all these questionnaires once you go through you understand that what is a balanced way of understanding your own self and you go deeper and interact with yourself and see exactly who you are and how you make decisions in life you know what i'm saying because that's the most important part uh in 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 uh, management sciences i used to teach about like um an experiment or a situation where you know people who are like uh not uh, understanding their self properly they cannot make good decisions mm -hmm. so if you think that you're making balanced decisions that is how you're controlling your emotions mm. right and one part of emotions that is very 
important that I have learned is that our emotions directly impact like every area of our bodies as well. So not only how they impact us in a social level, of course, if we are always angry, people are not going to be want to be around us. Or if we are always impatient or if we have all of these negative emotions all the time, you know, people get to know you with, as that personality, right? Oh, this person has an anger problem or this person, it's always depressed or whatever. But not only the, the situations that can be created outside, but how it impacts our own bodies. And sure. for me, that is so important because directly feeling a negative emotion that feeling goes to your body down to the DNA of every single one of the cells and it impacts the body in a way that over time if you're feeling a negative emotion time and time and time again you will experience disease you can get sick from being on a negative emotion constantly right right see not only that that's why they say that you know your thinking impacts your just like you said your body not only your body but it, it impacts your dna also mm -hmm. and you kind of uh, or anyone i shouldn't be saying you but anyone can transform their dna you know based on these kind of situations now, if you look at, you know, uh, the situation that how over a period of time humans evolve, it's just based upon their thinking that they reach to today where we see that the world is so modern and we are achieving so much. It's because how they trans transform their self using their thinking. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking... Uh, does a transformation process and it creates a positive energy in you and it creates that kind of, you know, uh, your, your cortisol that gives you like, you know, happiness and a sense of achievement and a sense of accomplishment. But people who are living in a depression, their DNA is like kind of distorting and mutilating and all that kind of stuff. And they're going further down and they're getting disease. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to understand that how important it is that we keep like ourselves in an uplift kind of situation. So if I have, if I'm listening to you and I understand how much emotions can affect my life, and I realize, let's say that I have been having a, a problem, let's say with anger and I feel angry all the time. And I, you know, I feel angry towards different situations and towards my life and others around me or whatnot. And I want to start making a change. How can I make a change? How can I increase my emotional IQ? Okay. So the very first thing that you have to understand is that you have to know that behind every anger, there is a fear. Okay. So you have to understand that what is that you are afraid of? What is that that is bothering you? Because unless you don't, uh, you deal with that fear, because sometimes, you know, what happens is that we mostly get angry because we think, that something is going to hurt us. 
and that is the fear that is causing the anger maybe like for example right now i am awake at this time so my body is telling me that this is the time that i should be sleeping and even coming out of jet lag you know and i've got like 12 hours of difference and the my, my mind and body is not kind of working together but that does not mean that i don't i i should be angry about this situation i am accepting this situation and i'm telling myself i like this i enjoy this i like talking to people and so i i change my thinking when you change your thinking and you accept the realities and you realize certain things and you tell yourself now this is important for me mm-hmm. and i think we we all can manage our emotions in that thing but when we have like certain fears that oh i am not good enough i can't take it i don't know what's going to happen so then the fear controls us and whenever the fear controls us then we get angry so for example if you have a son or a daughter and they are crossing the road and you see that they are crossing the road on a red light you see that mhm so and and they are running onto the road and you just rush and grab them and even spank them a little bit why you do that why you spank them you spank them out of love and out of fear and the fear was that you don't want to get them hurt so you are angry at them and your anger is because of that fear that triggers in you that they may not get hurt and same thing goes with us we get into fear and we become angry i am not achieving this goal i am not uh, having what i wanted to have and i am being like you know um, people are using me so we have to connect to our fears in order to understand who we exactly are you know you mentioned something so important and it's the fact of our thoughts and the power of our thoughts and i remember one time that i was listening to a video by marisa peer are you aware of marisa peer i have not heard of okay so she does rapid transformational therapy she was the founder and creator of rtt and what she was saying once is that for example a lot of people have fear of uh, being enclosed in a small space claustrophobia claustrophobic right so many times when it's time for someone to get an mri if they have claustrophobia then they have this panicking feeling attached to the test because they were going to have to be enclosed in a small space so what she was recommending to do at that point is when you're laying on the bed and you're feeling enclosed don't think about the fact that you're feeling enclosed don't think about the fact that you're panicking don't think about the fact that you're feeling this fear but close your eyes and imagine that you are in your favorite place with you know having an amazing time and just start imagining and changing that conversation that is going on in your head 
about, hey, I'm enclosed, I'm freaking out, I'm panicking and all these things to, I enjoy this, I enjoy this so much, this is wonderful, I, I enjoy feeling this way and all these things. And over time, of course, it's not immediate, but it, it does lessen immediate, immediately, but over time, that fear of being enclosed in a space starts being associated with a different thought and then the feeling attached to that emotion starts changing. That's true. It's mind over matter. That's exactly what it is. Um, uh, most of us, you know, we take things like as a reality and we don't create our imagination. And that's why all this meditational exercises are, 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 are kind of uh, devised for people to go into their deeper level of thinking and connecting and, 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 and changing their feeling by, you see, um, uh, one, Charles Darwin said, it's not the strongest species that survived. It is the one that is adaptable to change. Mm -hmm. So if we are adaptable to change, then we can survive. And if we are not adaptable to change, then it's not easy for us to survive. It's not the strongest one, but the one that is adapt. So we, if we are in a certain situation, we have to learn how we can adapt mm -hmm. that situation. And thinking about the situation different, it's, it's a, a very, not that it's easy, but it's a very doable thing because we all ultimately control our thoughts, right? So if we know, and nothing has meaning, what, this is something that I love, nothing has meaning except the meaning that we give to that specific thing. Exactly. So if something happens, you know, whether, let's say, if, uh, if you just lost your job, that's, the, that's simply what's happening. But what meaning are you attaching to it? Some people may be happy. Some people are going to say, well, I can now go for unemployment. Right. But some other people may be very fearful and sad and angry. You know, how am I going to pay my bills? So nothing really has meaning except that meaning that we give it to, you know, to, to whatever's happening around us. Now, aside from changing our thoughts, what other things can we do to increase our emotional intelligence, Shams? Right. See, just like you said, you know, when people are like uh, have a fear of losing job or they have lost job is that when people think that they are inadequate, they don't have enough. And the feeling of not having enough, I am not able. I am not capable. I cannot do it. These are some of the disbeliefs that rule us. And then they, they don't empower us. So they take our energy from us. They take our drive, they take our passion, and they take our, like, all that what we have mm -hmm. and leave us into depression. But when you feel that you are in control of a situation, and how do you feel that you are empowered? When you have a strong self-faith, when you have a strong self-belief and when you have a strong self-belief and you believe and you can say, yes, I can do it. Yes, I can achieve it. I have the power. I have the control. Now, saying that is like easy, 
So that's why you probably hear a lot of time Les Brown talks about that it is better to be prepared for a situation and not having the opportunity than having the opportunity and not be prepared. Mm -hmm. So that's something that is very important for us that we got to be prepared. Mm -hmm. We got to think more like as an independent. Over a period of time, you know, I mean, Les Brown and all these great people are talking about that, you know, don't don't like rely on the job, but create your own job. But people are not taught to think in that way. Because we think that we are not self-sufficient. And when we think that we are not able like, okay, I'm doing this podcasting, how I'm going to make money, right? So what you need to do is like, okay, you say, okay, how many people that I need to reach out to? And when and how many hours do YouTube wants me to have before I start getting paid? Mm-hmm. And how can I speak or find out the opportunity to speak to Oprah Winfrey or you know, some other celebrity and then start getting sponsorships. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. this is when you start thinking and working on these lines and you start adding these people into your realm and circum of influence, you start getting more confident. And once you have that, that exposure, people start calling you, people start talking to you and that, and that's what exactly we talk about that don't worry about how work on your wise and how will take care of it you know mm-hmm. so i hope i answered that and uh, your question no definitely champs and i do want to uh, tell the audience i have been reading this book psycho cybernetics Yes, and book. it's a wonderful book to help people realize that we all have a self-image. And this self-image, if it's a negative one, will directly impact the results that we have in our lives. And if we have a high or a good self-image, it positively also affects the results that we have in our lives. And not just results in terms of monetary situation, but also within ourselves, how happy we are how healthy we are and how how good of a relationship we are able to have with the people around us, how, you know, the, the benefits of how we can portray in your job or in your in your uh, career or profession. So it impacts every single thing that we do. And sure. so I think one of the important things also to mention is that in order for us to increase our emotional and social intelligence, we need to look inward. We look need to look at ourselves also. And the better that we understand ourselves and the better that we understand what really gives us those fears and how we can change those fears and transform them into hope, into faith, and how we can, what makes us feel negative and how we can change that to feel positive, how we think normally and how to transform those thoughts. So all of those things are going to be of extreme benefit. But the more that we look inward, the more time that we spend within ourselves and the more that we're able to get to know ourselves, 
the more that all of these emotional and social intelligences are going to improve and increase and bring us better results as well. Sure. And see, you talked about self-image. I always say that, you know, in my trainings and in my coaching, that self-image is like, you know, the two mirrors. And you have a mirror who you are and who you are not. Mm -hmm. And when, when you have these two mirrors separate, the more they are apart, the more like your uh, or someone's personality is like divided. But the more they overlap, is the more focused you are and more real you are and the more truthful you are to yourself and to others. Mm -hmm. So... That's what we have to see when we're talking about self-image, that how our two mirrors are apart or how they are aligned together. Right. So the idea is that we have to put this so that our personality is the same. Our image is the same as we portray. For example, if I tell you that this is what I'm going to do, Right? I mm -hmm. told you that I'm going to meet you at a certain time today, and then I don't meet you. That means my two mirrors are apart. And that's what John Tallarico is saying that self image is everything. It allows us to be able to know, you know, we can do and, and whatever we can build. So, knowing yourself at a deeper level. And putting these two mirrors together align us and help us to exactly know that we are one with our thinking. And the more we are one with our thinking, the more we are going to achieve our goals. Very important, Shams. Shams, we're getting to the end of the episode. Can you share maybe three different techniques or tools that people can use and start using today in order to improve and increase their social or emotional or both intelligences, please? Uh, I would say the, the most important thing is uh, in anyone's life is to connect to their own self-belief. Number one. Okay. Number two is that they have to start taking action because action is the most important thing. When people don't take action, they and when people don't understand what their drive is, what their passion is, where the fuel is coming from, and when they are not fully connected, you know, they start doubting not only their self, but doubting others. So taking action and then increasing adding people to this circle of influence. That's the third thing. Add people into it. You know, stop doubting people, but start believing in yourself and start adding to people and connect to people. Because when you're connecting, and the most important thing I would say is asking for help. Most of the people, they don't ask for help. So if you need something, yell, say, hey, I need.
I think we lost you, champs. You think we're towards the end of the episode? Hopefully you can come back. Let me bring you out and bring you back in. Otherwise, we're going to end the show. Let's see. I think champs is still frozen. We might have lost them. Um, anyway, we were towards the end of the episode. He was able to share with us the three main points, key points to that we can all apply and starting today, starting immediately to start transforming our lives. So connecting with our own self-belief, start taking action and start taking action today and building a circle of influence. And of course, the belief that he was uh, talking about, so believing in yourself and whatever it is that you're capable of doing, because you can do anything that you believe that you are capable of doing, basically. So uh, with that, we are going to let you guys go. I do have two special episodes tomorrow. One is at 1 and the other one is at 3 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time. I hope that everybody is able to connect to both of the episodes tomorrow. You can also share this episode and please feel free to, you know, join us tomorrow. Any comments, questions or anything that we can do for you, please type it in the chat. It's been also a pleasure, like always, to bring you more information every time I, every chance I get. And I will see you all tomorrow. Thank you for connecting.